Living ageless. I would like to talk about narcissists. You know, I I don't know what it is, but lately I've been just coming across people with situations and circumstances where it's very clear that they're dealing with a narcissist. And the reason why, first of all, I keep hearing over and over, you know, give it to me once, give it to me twice. I don't want to hear it a third time, but if someone is doing these things and you just keep talking about it and you're going to continue going back into it, why talk about it? I mean, allowing yourself to feel like you're trapped in all this stuff. There's something else. First of all, hold yourself accountable. Narcissist is a mental illness. So what what is so confusing here? I don't get it. Um, a narcissist does not do anything to you that you don't allow. As a matter of fact, they're entertainment. If your life is boring and if you're trying to be um, distracted from other pain, they're good for entertainment. If you are around people that is mundane and boring, you go get a narcissist. They pull rabbits out they had every few seconds. Perpetual. Never stop. It's mental illness. And so the way I look at it is you can... Do one or two things. You can stay in the situation, keep complaining and, and whining and woe is me and stewing in it and doing whatever. Or you can wait around until they become from narcissists to necromancers. They just become downright evil. And so, I mean, this is just what it is. But the whole thing is to beat them at their own game. And, and knowing that life in, its, in and of itself is a game. The game of life. Because truly what they do is they walk forward with their feet turned backwards. They're really not getting anywhere. They really need help, mental help. You cannot fix what you didn't break. They're a project. They're not a partner. They're a project. If you choose to have a project, go get a narc. Go get a narcissist. A narcissist. They will entertain you until the bitter end, until you want to pull your own skin off. Because one thing about them, they're very, very consistent. They're cold and callous. I mean, really, if they have fun, I promise you, they will suck their fun right out of you. I mean, it's such entertainment. And I think one of the ways of dealing with that is echolalia. Almost like coming back with another diagnosis, mental diagnosis. Echolalia is they repeat things. So usually 
if a person is being condescending or, or just being themselves and they're saying something really ugly, repeat. Did I hear you correctly? Did you just say they're not going to repeat it the second time silly and ugly like they said it the first time? Because in that split second, they'll kind of rethink, what did I really say? They're mental, but immediately they'll go back into the old pattern. The old pattern, because if anything, you, you should really feel sorry for them. Sorry enough to walk away and say, I can't do it. I won't do it. This person is sick. It is really sick. And the sad thing about it, dealing with a family member. It was raised in a house with a parent that was a full-blown cluster B narcissist. Every one of them, sociopath, psychopath, histrionic, everything. Because if you know these different diagnoses, they're continuums. What was they what were they before they were narcissists? They were probably a sociopath. Oh, and hey, when they get to necromancy, they they're psychopaths. So I don't know if you ever saw this movie. Jacob's Ladder. It's really good, but this guy, you don't really know it until the very end that he had been shot in in the war, and he was dying. But before di before dying, he was purging. He was fleshing out his subconscious, and that subconscious flesh flush is very important because it really does make the unconscious and the conscious become alive. And so, in in having that subconscious flush, he was having to look at what things really meant to him, and what what people meant to him. So in the meantime, he was of a race that was different from this little girl, and he remembered. He went through the whole motion like he had to go back in this subconscious state and see how this woman or this young girl grew up because of the verbal abuse that he had done to her as a young child. He made her feel isolated. It's called the divide and conquer. So what he did, he, he, he was cruel to her. And in the purging, he had to go back and he had to walk that road in that girl's life to see how she made out, how she grew up, and how he affected her life. And um, because, again, like I said, this particular young person grew up in a house with that. And I remember one day he told me, yeah, you know, she used to always get over on the um, policeman. She could always lie her way out of anything. And they really think that stuff is funny, but it's really the manifestation of mental illness. And the world really can do without them. Really. So, um, 
And then he, there was another situation where this little boy was sitting in a tree and he threw a rock and his child, I think as a result, died. And he had to go back to that situation because he was being haunted by it. So this is kind of what it is. You know, it's like, I, I think that because narcissists spend so much of their life in this parallel universe of not knowing what's real from what's not real. I even think in the, on the bed of death and dying, the suffrage is still real. Because in that time, they have to, I think, reflect or go through, just like I was saying in the movie, all those dark places, all those people, situations, and circumstances that they just poo-pooed on and thought that they would never have to pay for it. That's not how the most high of the universe works. It doesn't work that way. So, in seeing an offspring of a narcissist, they suffer in another way. And I think it's more subtle, but I think because the narcissist sometimes can cry for debt and it doesn't come. And it's kind of like in this movie, this guy was that Jacob Ladder. He was almost crying for debt and it didn't come until he went through those long, dark halls of his past. I think in looking back in hindsight, the children of these people are affected by mental illness. And so I think they almost like split into these personalities because they never know what they're going to get with a narcissist. It's usually walking up one wall over the ceiling on the other. It's a nonstop entertainment. It really is. And I keep hearing people with all these stories. I remember I had a someone called me and told me that her husband was a wife beater. Who you think showed up at my door a few weeks later, him and her? Do you see? And she was young. She was very young when this was going on. But, you know, I, I look at it. She's no longer with us now. But I didn't know how to treat the situation. Because I realized now she was affected by the mental illness. The children of these people are different. Because they almost in some strange way, they in this parallel universe, but somehow something happens and they become an empath and they get a conscience while they're still up and around and they can make things right. Narcissists are just gone. Usually by the time they try to make it right, it's just too late. Their health is bad, their finance, whatever. Everything is just kind of out the window. So there's no rectifying. But with the children, it's almost like they are forced to feel the pain in their physical life of what they brought into other people's life. Unlike the, the narcissist, 
they are made, I believe, at the end to see the pain that they caused other people. And they have to feel that. They have to stand in it. No more running away. No more excusing the behavior. They are there. The children of those, they feel it in their personal life. They are, for whatever reason, something triggers and they start saying, they feel some type of way about what they did this person. But now they have to feel those emotions that they served up to other people. So now the emotions and their mental have a divide. You see where I'm going with this? It's almost like when you go through things, sometimes the mental and the physical and the emotional are not all on the same page. You see, somebody was trying to tell me something about a narcissist the other day. And going on and on and on. Okay, so I'm alright, you're done? If you want to hurt yourself physically, because you're allowing this to go on mentally and emotionally, why don't you go step on a rusty nail? That way you can go to the doctor, they can treat you and you can watch it heal. And you can somehow feel like mentally and emotionally you are healed. Not... I promise you. I promise you. Narcissists are running on a short fuse. And that's just that. I don't know why people spend all their time giving credence to evil. Why do we give credit to evil? Is it trendy? I don't get it. There is so much more that can be done in the world than to just keep playing in the sandbox with mental illness. There's a lot of mental illness in the world. There's many, many diagnoses. Many of them just go undiagnosed, so they feel there's nothing wrong. Do yourself a favor. Do not feed into it. There's doctors and pills for what they have. Now, if you want to be their savior, shut your mouth and be their savior. But I no longer participate in those conversations. Because one thing is, when you start seeing a person pitch barbs at you, that's depression. When a person starts bad-mouthing you, judging you, gossiping about you, that's depression. There goes another diagnose. And again, I'll repeat, there's doctors and, and pills for that. 
Don't make sidebar deals with yourself to tolerate that. The only thing you could do is tell them to go get some help for that. And if they don't want to go get help for that, that's on them. That's on them. But if you have other things going on in your life and you really want entertainment from a clown with a K, you go get one of them. Go get a narcissist. They'll entertain you daily. They'll just flounder around like a fish out of water. Non-stop. And if that's what you want, that is what you want in excitement in your life, that's them. You don't want to be bored. That's them. They have a purpose. If you're sitting in your mama's back room and you're 40 years old and you want entertainment, get a narcissist. Entertainment, that's entertainment. So I just thought I'd say a few things. You can go to my Etsy, Create Tricks by E&E. And I have some um, digital printables on there. Um, and I have them in four sizes. Um, so you can do them as big as a poster or whatever. But upon completion, you can have them printed out and usable. I also have some gender reveals on there as well. But um, enjoying doing graphics. So again, let me say this. There's a lot to do in this world to keep you occupied. Other than stroking the ego of a narcissist. So in closing, I would like to say my divine salutes your divine. Namaste.